the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Biden administration establishes a team to study the unidentified objects in U.S. airspace. If you listen to the defense secretary, well, it's not aliens. Don't worry about it. Well, what else should we do but worry? James Clapper walks back his comments alleging the Hunter Biden laptop story was disinformation. We also expect whistleblowers to come and testify in open hearings as we move through our investigation. Ford to build a $3.5 billion battery factory in Michigan, but using Chinese technology. This plant is a wholly owned subsidiary of Ford. We run the plant and it's our investment. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, February 14th. I'm Mike Scott. The Biden administration says that they will establish a team to research the unidentified objects in U.S. airspace, like those that were shot down by the military over the weekend. National Security Council official John Kirby says that the team will share information with allies and brief Congress on what they've learned. There are no active tracks today, but the professionals at NORAD will continue to do their important work. Secondly, we are consulting with allies and partners on the challenge of identified aerial phenomenon and how we can all work together to deal with that challenge. The president has directed the Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, and the Director of National Intelligence to engage with their relevant counterparts to share information and to try to gain their perspectives as well. Again, this is an issue that affects everybody around the world. Third, we will continue to brief members of Congress and relevant state leadership on what we are doing and what we learn. The President has made this a very top priority. Kirby goes on to say that the White House and the Pentagon are in constant communication with Congress. We have, over the course of just the last few days, and certainly over the course of last week, reached out to inform and brief members of Congress and relevant state governors of the operations that we were conducting and of the recovery operations that are underway. We've also kept Congress briefed generally on this issue of Chinese surveillance balloons, including classified briefings last August. And last week, administration officials provided classified briefings for all senators and all members of the House of Representatives on the PRC surveillance balloon. We fully expect and anticipate and support the ability to continue these briefings in the days ahead. According to reports, the U.S. is still in the dark over who sent the last three objects that were shot down about a week after the U.S. shot down the Chinese surveillance balloon off the coast of South Carolina. The first object was shot down on Friday off the northern coast of Alaska. The second shot down Saturday over frozen territory in northern Canada. And the third was shot down Sunday over Lake Huron. Leland Vinnard of News Nation says that the White House decision 
to not answer questions about the object shot down over the U.S. is concerning. There's two answers, both of which are unsettling. One is because we don't know who's behind these other three objects. Right. Um, the, the other answer is that the administration has decided they don't want to anger or call out or shame and name the people who are behind it, being the Chinese or somebody else. What's, what's confounding is uh, we have a $1 trillion defense budget. Mm-hmm. We have the most capable, or we are told, the most capable military in the world. For the first time, not in a while, but the first time in history, yeah. a U.S. object, a balloon, whatever you want to call it, was shot down over U.S. territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, not for one time, but four times in eight days, as you laid out. And still, we are almost treating this like, oh, well, you know, it's just sort of something that happens if you listen to the defense secretary. Well, it's not aliens. Don't worry about it. Well, what else should we do but worry? Vittert says that these objects over American airspace show a failure on the part of the Biden administration's foreign policy. You know the Chinese are lying when their lips are moving. Remember, first, it wasn't their balloon. Uh, Then it was a meteorological balloon that went off course. Then the U.S. was hyperventilating by shooting it down. Now it's they've had 10 of our balloons over their sky, so spare me. Uh, But what I think it shows is, and we have the picture of uh, Xi Jinping and President Biden up, is President Biden really wanted this detente with China. And at least so far, he's not getting it. And the question is, what are the Chinese going to be able to extract? And we're not hearing from the president Mm -hmm. any kind of red lines. The Chinese respect strength. He was President Biden's campaign promise was he was going to stand up to the world's dictators and the world's bullies. Right. So far, the Chinese are continuing to get away with more and more and more. And about these next, the last three objects that were mm-hmm. shot down, um, if they were higher up, would they have not been shot down? What, what are the rules? What, what is the world supposed to think about violating American airspace? And so far, the commander in chief hasn't said. Looking ahead to 2024, Vittert says that concerns over national security will play a big role in the presidential election. What we're seeing is this huge opening right now when it comes to national security issues, because it really seemed like for a while, and certainly if you listen to President Biden's State of the Union, he wants to define the 2024 presidential race about domestic economic issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mike Pompeo, Nikki Haley, and other Republicans would love nothing more than to define the presidential race uh, on the issue of national security. And that's what we're starting to see, and that's what these balloon incidents are allowing to have happen. Since the objects were shot down in remote places, Kirby warned that it will take some time to collect debris and assess what the objects are and what they were capable of. As rescue operations have largely ceased in Syria, residents of areas in the northwest struck by the devastating earthquake are grappling with their new and worsening reality. The confirmed death toll stands at more than 36,000 for the two nations and is expected to rise in coming days. Correspondent Charles de Ledesma has more on the ongoing effects of the natural disaster. Many residents spent Sunday 
digging through the debris of their destroyed homes, picking up the remnants of their shattered lives and looking for ways to heal after the latest in a series of humanitarian disasters to hit the war-battered region. The UN Undersecretary-General for Humanitarian Affairs has visited the Turkish-Syrian border and acknowledged in a statement that Syrians have been left looking for international help that hasn't arrived. Aid convoys face many hurdles accessing the rebel enclave of northwestern Syria that largely depends on outside aid for survival. I'm Charles. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. James Clapper, a key member of those who wrote a letter suggesting that the New York Post story on the Hunter Biden laptop was part of a Russian disinformation campaign, is accusing news outlets of distorting what he actually said. On Monday, the former director of national intelligence came forward in order to try to quash the growing controversy over the letter that he co-signed after the Post ran their story on the Hunter Biden laptop in October of 2020. Now Republicans in the House and intelligence committees are investigating that public statement, which then-candidate Joe Biden grabbed onto during his campaign in order to negate reporting on his son's questionable business dealings. The Washington Post authenticated most of the 22,000 emails on Hunter Biden's laptop over 11 months ago and determined that Hunter and his uncle James were paid about $4.8 million by a Chinese energy company. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan says that what he's learned from the hearings on the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story by social media companies is that there are two standards for how people are treated. Well, there's two standards. There's one set for, you know, us regular folks, but there's a different set if you're if you're part of the politically connected Democrat class in Washington, D.C., and I think the country sees that clearly, whether it's a classified document issue and how President Trump was treated uh, treated versus how uh, President Biden's been treated, and on and on it goes to, to the story you were just talking about, of course, which is how the laptop was handled. Jordan also says that tech companies were working to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story. Uh, also, this, this concept that, that Professor Turley brought forward, which is censorship by surrogate, and we know that was taking place uh, based on the Twitter files, the pressure 
from the government to do certain things by, on these tech companies. And then, of course, they were willing, I think, participants, they wanted to get played, as I said in the hearing, because they're all Democrats who work at these places. So we saw, saw that brought out as well in our first hearing uh, last week. The Ohio congressman explains what to expect in the hearings moving forward. And then I would just add to Maria, we've now had two whistleblowers come and sit for depositions. We're going to have the third this week. They're willing to come under oath, tell their story about how serious the situation is. We expect more whistleblowers to come forward and sit for these depositions. And then we also expect whistleblowers to come and testify in open hearings as we move through our investigation. Earlier this month, the House Judiciary and Intelligence Committees demanded interviews with Clapper and 11 other letter signers. The pandemic took a harsh toll on U.S. teen girls' mental health, with almost 60% reporting feelings of persistent sadness and hopelessness. According to a government survey released on Monday that bolsters earlier data, Daybreak Insider's Lisa Dwyer takes a look at the troubling report. Among girls, 30% said they seriously considered attempting suicide, double the rate among boys, and up almost 60% from a decade ago. Almost 20% of girls also reported experiencing rape or other sexual violence in the previous year. Recent poor mental health was reported by half of the LGBTQ kids and almost one-third of American Indian and Alaska Native youth. On Monday... Ford Motor Company announced it planned on investing $3.5 billion to build an electric vehicle battery plant in Michigan. But today we're pleased to announce a $3.5 billion investment to build a brand new next-gen EV battery plant right here in our home state of Michigan. However, the news raised more than a few eyebrows as Ford also announced a partnership with CATL a Chinese company amidst a growing concern over Chinese spying on American soil. Phil LeBeau of CNBC tries to explain the ownership structure of this new plant. Ford confirming what started leaking out over the weekend that it will be partnering with the Chinese EV battery firm CATL to develop and open a battery plant in south-central Michigan. Total investment, $3.5 billion. Now, in order to make sure that the batteries coming out of this plant qualify for EV tax credits, remember, these plants can't be foreign-owned in order for the batteries to qualify, here's the ownership structure. Ford will own and operate this EV battery plant. CATL will be licensing its technology to Ford. So complete ownership to Ford with CATL as the licensee opens in 2026, expected to create 2,500 jobs. The Ford CEO goes on to say that he's confident that the Chinese-owned firm will not hinder Ford's business in any way. Look, this plant is a wholly owned subsidiary of Ford. We run the plant and it's our investment. Uh, so, you know, that that's as simple as it needs to be. Uh, and, and based on that, you know, whether it's CFIUS Review, whatever, um, based on our investment in our wholly owned subsidiary, we don't expect any issues. Automakers and EV battery producers are racing to set up manufacturing in the United States 
to take advantage of federal subsidies that could generate up to $45 per kilowatt hour to offset costs of production. The European Union is launching its own ban on imports of Russian diesel fuel. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House has more on this story. The 27-country EU is taking the step to further slash its energy dependency on Moscow. The measure also aims to cut the Kremlin's fossil fuel earnings as punishment for invading Ukraine. The ban comes along with a price cap agreed to by the group of seven allied democracies. Europe will have to find new supplies of the diesel fuel from the U.S., Middle East, and India. A candy maker is fined after workers fell into a chocolate tank. Daybreak Insider's Julie Walker has more on the rescue of the two men. Federal workplace safety authorities fined Mars Wrigley more than $14,500 following an accident last year in which two workers fell into a vat of chocolate. OSHA cited the company in the June accident at the Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania, M&M Mars factory, saying the employees were not authorized to work in the tanks and weren't trained on the proper safety procedures for the equipment. Officials said two workers employed by an outside contracting firm fell into the partially filled chocolate tank while doing maintenance work. Emergency responders were able to free the pair by cutting a hole in the bottom of the tank. I'm Julie Walker. And finally... My funny valentine Sweet comic valentine You make me smile Today is Valentine's Day. And if you forgot a present for your special someone, there's still hope. Amanda Sarika is a shopping expert and has some advice for us last-minute shoppers. Hallmark, number one card store, everybody is going to go there to get But they their, do have much more than cards. Their loved one, a sweet note. Yes. They do. They have gifting items, jewelry, candles, stemware, Stuffies. frames. Yeah. Um, but the rage right now for kids is Squishmallows. Oh, yeah. So they I have actually, them. I was surprised that was still sticking around. <laughs> yes. It's been a bit. It has been. And they're not losing popularity. No. These Valentine's-themed so ones Snoopy are really and cute. Woodstock, and they're buy one, get one, yes. 50% off right now. Oh, okay. So, uh, so get one of their deal. bags, pop them in there, a quick card. Sarika says that while men are hard to shop for, there are some great last-minute items for them. From Lush. Handmade cosmetics, a night at home. It's all mm-hmm. about fragrance, grab and go, pre wrap boxes. Right, so it comes, you can just grab one of these already done and you have to already do wrapping, done. nothing. Absolutely. Just put your name on the card. Yep, and this Great. is the roses set that has rose body wash, bath bombs, bubble it. bars. It does, yeah, it smells great. It does. Um, and the Valentine's collection is fun because right inside of here is rose petals. So drop it in the tub and you'll have a really nice fragrant night for two. Right, and then we've got some uh, specials from Kiehl's. We can't forget him. Right. So this is the ultimate collection And right they always tend to be so hard to shop for. Absolutely. Right? They can't keep this one on the shelf. They have a new abundance of it that just came in. Um, it's the Ultimate Shave Collection. It has all the favorites in it. Vitamin C, caffeine, and eucalyptus. So it will have them smelling great and taking very good care of his skin during the winter. With restaurant reservations most likely maxed out, Sarika suggests staying in for dinner with help 
from a consultant from Pottery Barn. Those reservations Gorgeous. are gone by now, so go ahead I'm and guessing. do it at home. Yeah. Yes, and um, you know the consultants there are great at putting together a quick tablescape. Go ahead in and say, I want to make my table really holiday festive. And this is from? It's all from Pottery, Pottery Barn. Barn. They're oh, wonderful. Right. And we have a few other suggestions from our Daybreak Insider crew. A dash heart-shaped mini waffle maker will run you about... $19.99. A Raymau deep tissue massage gun is a pretty good gift idea for a loved one who could use a little relaxation. The massage gun is priced at $59. Or a Masterclass subscription may make your Valentine blush. And of course, there's nothing wrong with a traditional teddy bear, flowers, and a box of chocolate. Cared about fortunes and such. Never cared much. Oh, look at you now. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or Salem Network.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at daybreakinsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 